Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday morning, September the 18th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're currently in year A, proper week 20, or the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Fridays, we like to take a look at the gospel text for the week. And so we're still in the gospel of Matthew. We will be for the next one, two, three, four... And we're going to be for a long time, so as we're kind of winding closer and closer to the end of the book of Matthew, but we keep on having passages to cover. So we're going to be in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16, famous parable of Jesus. So I'll provide a couple points of reflection over that parable, then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. It's our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. So you see, Jesus continued, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed with the workers to give them a denar a day and sent them off into his vineyard. He went out again in the middle of the morning and saw some others standing in the marketplace with nothing to do. You too can go into the vineyard, he said, and I'll give you what is right. So they went off. He went on out again about midday and in the middle of the afternoon and did the same. Then only with an, only an hour left of the day, he went out and found other people standing there. Why are you standing here all day doing nothing? He said to them. Because no one has hired us, they replied. Well, he said, you too can go into the vineyard. When evening came, the vineyard owner said to his servant, Call the workers and give them their pay. Start with the last and go on to the first. So the ones who had worked for one hour came, and each of them received a dinar. When the first ones came, they thought they would get something more, but they, too, each received a dinar. When they had been given it, they grumbled against the landowner. This lot who came in last, they said, have only worked for one hour, and they've been put on level with us. And we did all that hard work all day and in the heat as well. My friend, he said to one of them, I'm not doing you any wrong. You agreed with me on one dinar, didn't you? Take it. It's yours. And be on your way. I want to give this fellow who came at the end the same as you. Or are you suggesting that I'm not allowed to do what I'd like with my money? Are you giving me the evil eye because I'm good? So those at the back will be at the front and the front ones at the back. This is a word of God for us. I heard it said that other rabbis told a story kind of similar to this, but it had some different features about it. Uh, they taught the same context, a vineyard or some sort of field to work in, and some different workers pledged for a day's wage. And the way that other rabbis told the story is that the ones who were brought in at the very last with one hour left to go, they worked just as hard in one hour as the others did all day long, and therefore they all received equal pay. This is probably the way that in good old rugged America, where we like to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps and to be evaluated by our hard work, this is one that we would tell. So Jesus actually flips the story on its head because this, the way Jesus tells it has nothing to do with the quality of work by any of these guys. What's different about Jesus' story is how different this vineyard owner is than any of those around them. Uh, he wants to give them all the same. He wants to give them equal no, lo no matter how long they worked in the field. And so once again, the feature that Jesus gives is that there's something different about this vineyard owner. So just a couple things to share here. Number one is this. Can you imagine being the guy in the group of them that only worked for one hour and still got a day's wage? 
you, as you can imagine, this is a, a, a town in a, a, a city center where if you didn't have a occupation of your own, you could go down to the city square, the Agora, they called it. And the vineyard owners would go and they would pick day laborers. And there was way more workers than that was needed for the day. And so people often got left out. But, you know, those guys who are a little bit scrawnier. Uh, they didn't show signs that they work in the field regularly. They don't have calluses in their hands. They got picked over. And the ones who were more seasoned workers were picked up for the day's wage. So you can imagine if this, you know, these individuals who, get, who were looked over, who got picked at the very end. They probably went home empty-handed many days, and you can imagine the devastation brought to their families. I can just imagine, like, that's kind of daydreaming about the story, about the kids at the window and the spouse at the door kind of waiting to see if dad has brought back any groceries or, or just some money so that they could have a dinner that night. And probably day after day, there was just nothing empty-handed, no groceries. Uh, maybe he had to beg for food and no money in his hand. And so the, maybe the, there was some devastation in the children's eyes. Maybe there was just uh, heaviness upon the spouse and, and probably guilt and shame upon the dad of the house, the, the man of the house. So you, you can imagine this day, right? Like this day is different. And imagine how wonderful and how heavy that denarius must have felt. Maybe the bag full of groceries, maybe more food at the dinner table that night. But more than that, just the peace that would wash over this uh, worker because uh, he was able to work that day and because there was kindness from this vineyard owner who was different than the rest of them, right? And the, and the idea of promise that this guy's going to go back to the marketplace like he does every day and perhaps there's a chance that that vineyard owner who doesn't look through him or around him or pick around him for some other seasoned workers, that he might pick him again, that he might pick him again. You can imagine that he begins to have a different outlook over his life and the world that he inhabits. This, this feeling is the economy of grace, that those who've been left out and picked over have a place and they're able to stand in that line and get paid at the end of the day because of the generosity of the landowner. I love this interaction at the end of this parable because the ones who expected a denarius because that was the deal that they struck with this vineyard owner, they thought maybe they're going to get more, right? <laughs> Opportunists, right? They thought, oh wow, if this guy who only worked an hour got what we, you know, got paid, what we were expecting, maybe we're going to get like double or triple or even quadruple because we've worked longer, way longer than he has. And this interaction is interesting, right? They complain against the vineyard owner. And I love the vineyard owner's answer. It's my money. I can do what I want with it. And then the way this translation puts it is different than the one I memorized. The one I memorized says this, are you envious because I'm so generous, right? And I've said this earlier in the week, but I think that one of the major hangups, one of the first hangups that someone has in Christianity is that they can't handle a God who's as generous as God is, right? The one who rewards not just the people that we like, but he also rewards those who we don't like, that we'd rather him not honor and bless. And so, brothers and sisters, may we learn how to live in the economy of grace, and may we not be envious because of the wild generosity that our God has. So I want to pray that we would receive this generosity and then pass it on to others in our life today. Let's, let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we confess to you today that we cannot handle your generosity. Your generosity does not fit our rationale. We uh, need to be retrained. We need to be transformed because our minds cannot comprehend how such a holy God who, has, who knows everything, who owns everything, 
would have such patience with us and would have patience with those that we lack patience for. And so God, we thank you for your mercy that we find in Jesus Christ today. You told us that when you are lifted up, Jesus, you'll draw all people to yourself. And we want to believe that today. We want to believe that you will draw everyone, not just people like us, and not just people that we're partial towards, but everyone. And so God, this day, may we not be envious of your generosity. May we allow you to do whatever you would like with your economy of grace. And God, I pray that we might know in a fresh and new way just how kind you've been to us, that your kindness has drawn us to repentance, that we are in your family because you opened the door for us. God, we resonate with these workers who've been picked over, who've been left to the side uh, because of our decisions or because uh, we haven't measured up in some way. And so God, uh, we know the weight of the generosity you've given us in Christ Jesus. We understand the free gift of grace. And so God, this day I pray that it would flood our hearts and minds fresh and new. And that as we face the world together today, as we go to workplaces and schools and family systems and as we interact with strangers, God, I pray that we would interact with all other living beings in the, in the midst of just understanding that we've received a gift. And I pray that we would be a gift to all those around us. So God, we thank you for your grace. Allow us to be gracious people who thrive in the economy of grace. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.